Welcome to Just Jay-Z, a place where we talk all things hair, business, lifestyle, pop culture, and more. Now here's Jesse to welcome you into this episode. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. It's Jesse. I am podcasting alone today, which is so crazy. Um, I've been doing the podcast like two years now and I've never really, I mean, I've done a few episodes alone, but I've usually had either a co-host or my producer on or guests. Um, but podcasting alone is kind of fun because I can just talk about whatever. Hopefully you guys like the sound of my voice. And if not, I'm so sorry, you can turn this off. Um, but yeah, I think alone podcasts are good sometimes just because then I can talk about things I'm passionate about and things that I hope you guys want to hear about. Um, and my sister Kira reminded me that Alex Cooper now does call her daddy alone and look at her now. She's doing great. So hopefully you guys like the solo episodes. Christina, the producer is at the school right now doing a tour with a potential student. We're getting really close to the school opening. It's going to be November 28th that we're shooting for. So she's over there. Um, but that actually kind of goes hand in hand with what I want to talk about on today's episode. Um, so before we get started on the topic, I'll do peaks and pits. Let's talk peaks and pits. So I would say my peak for the week is probably that I've been getting back into therapy. Um, I feel like most people are like this. Maybe you're not. If you're consistent, I wish I was more like you, but I feel like I get into just like, I feel like I get into like different eras in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm really doing well with therapy. I'm, you know, doing really well with the gym and like all the goals that I want to have for myself. And it's really good for a few months. And then I fall off because, you know, life gets in the way. But lately I feel like I've been trying to be better at just like being consistent with therapy and the things that I know help my mental health since I'm so busy. Um, and especially as a mom, I feel like it's so important for us to like take time for ourselves and our brains and our physical bodies and our mental state, you know, and I'm a better mom. I'm a better partner. I'm a better friend and, you know, business owner when I am taking care of myself that way. So, um, I've been trying to be better at going to therapy lately and whether it's in-person therapy or I have an app called bloom. If you are interested in, um, therapy, check out that app because it's great. You don't have to talk to anyone, but it's like little videos and they help you and there's different lessons and you journal and even just doing that a couple nights a week is so helpful. So, um, that's my peak is that I've been getting back into that. I went to therapy today and I just feel like every time I go or, you know, do a video on my app, I just feel a lot better. And it's helped me so much in my personal life, so much in my work life, um, my relationship. I just love, you know, bettering myself. And even though I'm not always great at being consistent, I just, I love therapy. So that's my peak for the week. And I would say my pit is just that this pregnancy has been so hard and I hate complaining about pregnancy because I know there are so many women out there who can't get pregnant or struggle with IVF, which is way harder than pregnancy because you have to go through all of that plus then be pregnant, which is hard. So I don't want to sound ungrateful. Um, but it's just been a different experience this time around with Jagger. I feel like I had just like a regular pregnancy. I was definitely sick, definitely had all the crazy symptoms and it wasn't fun. But this time around, I feel like every symptom has been amplified. And I don't know if it's because it's a girl or because I'm in my thirties now and I was in my twenties with Jagger, but it's just been a little harder. I've just been sicker. I've gotten everything you can get during pregnancy. I feel like, and 
like it's been a little rougher on my mental state too. And it, I've heard that when you're pregnant with a girl, it's like double the hormones and your hormones are fighting against each other because you both have those. And so it can be just a little more, you know, challenging that way, which is why I've gotten back into therapy just because I feel like my mental state with being pregnant is just crazy because I'm just constantly uncomfortable or sick or, you know, something's going on. And then on top of that, you have to be a mom of a toddler, which is another reason this pregnancy is hard and running a business. And so it's just been a little bit hard, but I'm 26 weeks. So I'm rounding a corner 26 weeks today, actually. So I definitely am getting there past halfway and, you know, just praying for a healthy delivery and all of that. January cannot come soon enough. <laughs> okay. So to get onto today's topic, I wanted to talk about three characteristics I think you need to have to make it in the beauty industry. I've been in this industry for gosh, almost, yeah, over 10 years now. And I've been around it for a long time because my mom was in it my whole life. And I've always loved hair, makeup, creating things like that. So this was a natural industry for me to get into. And I do think that most people get into this industry because of their love or passion for helping people feel beautiful and creating art. You know, we all are artists in our own way. And unfortunately, that passion is usually the reason you get into it. But there's, you know, so many things that you don't know about the industry until you're in it. And sometimes that passion can die because of the ugly side of the industry. Um, it's really easy to get burnout. There's a lot of competition. There can be a lot of negativity. Clients can be hard. And, you know, we all talk about the stylist burnout being real. And I think that there's things that we can do to help prevent that. And also characteristics we can, you know, work on building to make sure we're combating those things. So I came up with three things that I thought would be helpful for situations like, you know, that once you're in the industry and you're like, crap, what am I getting into? Or maybe you're thinking about going to hair school. Um, this would be a helpful episode for you as well. So the first topic having a tough skin. This one is really hard for me and it's something I'm still working on and I've had to work on developing over the years, but this is really important, not only when you service clients and in our industry, but now the day and age of social media just adds another layer to this. And the reason you need tough skin is because you will have clients who hate what you do. You'll have clients who will try to scam you out of money. You'll have clients that no show you. You'll have clients that make you feel like you don't know what you're doing and you can never please them. And it could be something you did wrong, or it could just be that you're not a good fit with that client. But regardless of what the situation is, you, you have to build a tough skin and be able to let things roll off of your back. And then also now that social media is a big thing, we're putting our work out there. We're putting our you know, creations and our vulnerability out there online for everyone to see. And whether it's the hair you're doing or it's your personality you're putting out there, you know, a lot of hairdressers are now getting into being a little more entrepreneurial and realizing that social media and doing videos and posts and kind of putting yourself out there, not just your work is really helpful. Um, you know, you want to build a clientele that's going to be attracted to your personality and your vibe. And because of that, social media plays a big role in it, but that also opens up the haters and the criticism and people making fun of you at times. And that can be really hard too. So you have to build a tough skin, whether it's when you're dealing with clientele or when you are doing, you know, stuff online and you may get criticism because of that. And that's something I've really, really struggled with. I feel like I was actually better in the beginning, um, which is funny because like you would think that as 
you grow a following and you're like getting more used to being online, you'd get more used to it. But I feel like in the beginning I was a little, maybe it's because I was naive and jaded, but I feel like I was just, I didn't really care as much about putting myself out there. And I would do videos and tutorials and I would get hate comments and people talking about me and it didn't bother me. I was just kind of like, you know, still doing it. But now that my platform's a little bigger and I have a business, um, I think I get a little more protective over it because my family works for me. I have a lot of friends that work for me. So I take criticism a little more personally now because of what I built and I don't want anyone else to get hurt. And also I work so hard to make my business my baby and I put my personal life out there online um, and my work. And you know, when you get criticism on both ends, that can be really hard. So um, the last six months, especially I've had to build a tougher skin and that takes me back to therapy. I mean, I've learned so much and how to deal with that, but you do have to learn to just let it roll off of your back. And there's two different ways you handle this. When it comes to clients, my stance is always you need to give your client at least one chance to explain to you why they're unhappy and work with them. So you can't just write them off as a crazy client because you don't want to fix what their problem is. You know, you have to give them that one time to hear them out. And then after that, if it's becoming a persistent problem that you're like, okay, I did everything I could to fix this and it's not getting better. That's when you kind of have to learn to have that tough skin and you know what? It, it wasn't the right fit or I did everything I could in this situation and I feel good about what I did. And if they're not happy, that is, you know, something that's out of my hands at this point. So, um, but you also have to learn to take criticism in a way that doesn't mean you're terrible at what you do. Um, it may mean that you have something to learn and you need to be open to fixing mistakes and learning from them because the first like two, three years of being in the industry, especially you're going to learn so much. And I'm sure any hairdresser who's been doing hair for a little bit knows that like, you'll look back at your first, you know, hair clients and you'll just be like, oh my gosh, I've come such a long way. But if you didn't have the ability to be open-minded and learn from your mistakes, you'd still be in the same place you were with those first clients and growth is a good thing. So building a tough skin in the sense of being able to like be open to learning from your mistakes and just like learning new techniques and correcting things, but also not taking it personal and feeling like you're a failure or you're the worst hairdresser ever if you do make a mistake. Um, I've had a lot of girls that have worked for me over the years or stylists in general that have gotten beaten down by a client, just been crying in the break room. I think we've all been there at one point, um, but you can't let a bad experience like that just completely deter you and ruin your confidence. You have to like, okay, that really sucked. What can I learn from this and be better? So you have to have a tough skin in that way. Um, and then when it comes to social media, you have to build a tough skin in the sense of, are these people leaving comments? Do they really know me? Do they know my character? You know, they're basing their opinion off of seeing one photo or video of my work or one story or hearing rumors from other people. Um, I can't tell you how many weird rumors I have heard about myself over the years that I'm just like, wow, people really do just love to talk and want to hate you for no reason. And, you know, some things may be true, some may not, but none of those people that are talking badly or leaving mean comments know me as a person. And it's so important to put that into perspective because the people that know you know your flaws and know your strengths and love you regardless, you know, and at the end of the day, everybody makes mistakes and has moments of weakness and it doesn't define who you are. I, I've never met a single human being that has not made a mistake. So just remember that, you know, at the end of the day, it's the people that actually know you that matter and 
you know yourself and you know you know that you believe in your work or you believe in yourself and what you're putting out there um is important to someone and it's going to help you so don't let the haters or the mean comments get you down okay the second one i came up with is a work ethic but also a work balance. So it's kind of two in one. Uh, You guys know on the podcast, it's always been our little tagline to say you get what you work for, not what you wish for. We have tumblers on our website that say that. Um, The wishbone that is kind of like the logo of the podcast, I have it tattooed. It stands for that. You get what you work for, not what you wish for. And I am a true believer in that because I think that you do have to work hard for your goals in life, whether it is work or personal goals, even manifesting. I am a big believer in that, but I don't know anyone that has ever manifested something, but not also worked hard to get it. Manifesting is putting that belief and trust in yourself so that you can make your dreams and your goals come true. And those things do not happen without hard work. You're never going to just be able to sit on the couch all day and have all of your dreams come true just because you manifested it, but you didn't do anything about it. So I think that you have to work hard to get to where you want to be. And I think that success comes from stretching your comfort zone and stepping outside of the box and you know, maybe putting yourself in situations that are uncomfortable or working longer hours than you would ideally like to. But especially in our beauty industry, you have to do that in the beginning to be able to earn the schedule and the life and the clientele that you want. And this is something that I think in my hair school that I'm creating, I want to instill in my girls and stylists and boys, I guess not just girls, boys and girls that come to my school. Um, I want to instill that you have to work in the beginning to build your clientele. And unfortunately that first year, especially you have to work around, you know, other clients schedules. And whether that means late nights or long days or weekends, you do that for your clients so that in two years, three years, when you're ready to shift your schedule and you're ready to take off weekends or not work late nights or do half days, your clients will trust in you enough to feel like it's worth it to them to rearrange their schedule to fit into yours. But you can't do that right out of beauty school or, you know, when you're building a clientele, you have to build that trust and connection with your client first. And I think that that work ethic is just so important. And that goes hand in hand with your work ethic, not only behind the chair, but just in your salon or in your environment in general. So are you keeping your station clean, cleaning the bowls, sweeping up the hair, you know, making a good environment for your client and being a good employee if you do work for someone else or if you do have your own thing, are you making it a comfortable and safe environment for your clients to come into? Are you, you know, doing what you can to build your clientele? You're not relying on the salon you work for to do it for you. That can be a great thing. And that's why a lot of people start out commission, but you have to also do the work to retain that clientele. So when your clients rebook, are they excited to come back and see you? Are you having them rebook? Is your rebook rate high? Um, it's up to you to kind of build that and that work ethic, you know, all goes hand in hand together. So that is a really big one. And I've had a lot of stylists since I've opened my salon over, gosh, the last six years. And I've had, you know, stylists that come in and they hustle and they are willing to do that and put the hard work in and they build so much quicker because of that. And it pays off in the end. And I have other stylists who don't want to put in the work and just want to work one or two days a week and don't 
you know, put the work in to build that connection with their clients or build on social media and it can go the other way. So it all is, you know, like your, your success is all based up to you. So you definitely need to work hard for what you want. And there's so many facets of our industry, which makes it such a fun industry to be a part of. You don't just have to be behind the chair. And nowadays there's so many opportunity, whether it's education or social media or working with brands or creating products or opening your own business you know, our beauty industry has so much potential. So that work ethic that you start with in the beginning can carry you into what you want to do in the future. And I feel like I'm living proof of that. I started off as just a hairdresser doing hair. And I always thought I'd just have a home salon or just work at a normal salon. And I never thought I would actually build a business. And now I've been able to take my work ethic to a place where I've built an incredible business that I'm super grateful for and that employs my family and a lot of my friends and all my stylists. And it gives all of these people the life they have. And I'm really, really proud of that, but I know I wouldn't have gotten it without the work ethic I had to put in, in the beginning. And I still work really hard, but I'm now at a point where I've stepped back from being behind the chair regularly, which is a little bittersweet because I love doing hair, but I can now focus on building the other parts of my business and I can, you know, have a little more flexibility and freedom. And I now have kids and that takes me away a little bit from the business, but I have that freedom now where I can, you know, be a hands-on mom and spend time with them and give them an amazing life while also working. But that didn't just happen overnight. I had to build up to get there. So having that work ethic and having your eyes on the prize is really important. But I've also learned that having a work balance is equally as important because if you just go, 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 go and burn yourself out, you can only go for so long and you're going to run out of gas. So you definitely need to learn the things that work for you when it comes to your mental health and keeping your body and your mind sharp. So whether that's working out or going to therapy or having a hobby or, you know, taking time off or having business hours that you stick to and you're not letting, you know, your clients or whoever walk all over you and you're honoring yourself by being a hundred percent in your business when you're at work and having your personal time when you're alone or with friends and family. So um, that's something that in the beginning of running my business, I think I struggled with a lot because I gave 110% to my business and I didn't really leave a lot of time for my personal life. And I think that season in my life needed that from me. And now that I'm a mom and I have more responsibilities outside of work, I've had to really learn to balance my life and I'm still working on it. Um, It's not something I'm perfect at, but Um, I get, I have ADD, so I get really hyper-focused on things. This is something I talked to my therapist about today, but when you have ADHD, you, you hyper-focus on things. So I'm really good at just being all in on something, whether it's the podcast or my hair school or the extensions or whatever I'm working on in the moment, but I let other things kind of like fall through the cracks because of that. And that's not very good. So I've got to learn how to like work on that a little bit. Um, but it is a strength as long as I can learn how to balance it. So um, having a balance in your life and just knowing what you need is really important. And that could be medication too. Like, you know, it could be that you have anxiety or depression or other things that need your mental clarity and your attention and that's okay. So um, find what works for you and figure out how to balance your priorities because I think that in turn makes your work ethic so much greater because you're taking care of yourself. It's kind of like, 
when they tell you on an airplane, you have to put your own oxygen mask on before putting others on. Um, it's, you know, it's important. You have to take care of yourself so you can then take care of your clients and your career. Okay. The third one is kindness. I think this one is so important because our industry does have a bad reputation for cattiness and competition and mean girls and just all of that, which is really unfortunate because going back to what I said in the beginning, all of us probably join the industry because we have a passion for hair and being creative and helping people feel beautiful. And it can be such an uplifting and rewarding industry to be a part of, but there's also an ugly side to it because um, once you get you know, successful or you're trying to climb the ladder or build a clientele, there's also a lot of other people that are doing the same thing in our industry. And it can be really hard to deal with that competition without being jealous or catty or um, experiencing, experiencing any of that behavior. So I think this is something I've definitely learned by being a business owner that has employees and stylists that work for me, as well as having competition in the sense of like other extension companies or other salons or, you know, people doing other things that maybe compete with what I'm doing. I feel like, um, it's really hard to please everyone. Obviously that's kind of like a known thing. You can't always make everyone happy and you're not always going to have a hundred percent of the people like you. But I feel like at the end of the day, as long as you are a kind person and you treat people with respect and you you know, believe in who you are as a person and, but you also have boundaries. I think that's important because a lot of times boundaries can be seen as being rude or being a bad boss or, you know, whatever that may be. But I feel like something I've been trying to work on is have boundaries while also being kind and respectful because I've, my biggest problem in life is being a pushover and, and like a welcome mat where I just let people walk all over me and I give, give, give. And I feel like I, just, I'm so nervous of making other people feel bad or uncomfortable, um, that I, I let everyone just kind of like have the world. And then what I do is I reach a point where I feel like I'm not getting it in return or I am not being respected or I'm not, you know, like being appreciated for what I've given. And then I like kind of hit a point where I snap and I'm like, okay, done. And then that's not healthy either because you like, you know, you reach a point where it like becomes too much. So I feel like that's just like a personal problem I have, but I feel like a lot of us are affected that way in this industry, especially with clients. It's so hard to say no to clients or to burn yourself out and work past the hours you've set for yourself. And, you know, that can be hard because then you do get burnout and then you end up resenting your job and that can be really hard. But, um, that's kind of like another whole thing that I feel like I kind of went off on a tangent, but, um, you have to respect yourself and your boundaries and you have to treat people with kindness and our industry, um, can be so amazing. Like I said, and we can all uplift each other and support each other. But if you're in competition with someone or you're competing in having like Mm -hmm. the same, or if you have similar businesses to someone, or maybe, you know, you're trying to build a clientele in the same area as someone else, there can be people that are really ruthless and our industry is kind of known for that. And it's sad to me, but it's just unfortunately how it is. But another goal I have in my hair school is to build a new, is to build a new generation of stylists that are brought up differently. And in school, I want to teach that, you know, you focus on you and you only, you don't worry about the person next to you who's building a clientele or maybe has a competing business. We're going to treat everyone with kindness and doesn't mean you have to be friends with everyone, you know, like you don't have to be friends with someone you're maybe a competitor with, but you do have to just be a nice person because I do feel at the end of the day that reputation goes a long way. And, um, 
like I said, it can be hard when like there's rumors spread about you that's happened to me. But if you have that tough skin and you treat people with kindness, then you can always fall back on just like who you know you are as a person. And your clients will feel that, um, the environment you're in will feel that your coworkers will feel that. And I just feel like that goes a long way. So I'm just really over the stupid pettiness of our industry. And I just see it so often being on social media and being a business owner and having people that hate me just because I have my business and I've never even met them or who, you know, it's just, it's sad. And so, um, I could do a whole podcast episode on this topic specifically, but I think it's just important to remember that every human being has flaws and everyone goes through hard times and you never know what someone's struggling with. So just like treat everyone with kindness because, um, the happiest people can sometimes be the saddest people and you just would never know. And, um, I think that social media has been really great for like mental health because there's been a lot of awareness around it. I see TikToks and Instagram awareness all the time. Um, but it's almost like we forget that because then you see on social media, people leaving hate comments and people being so just like judgmental and rude to other people that they don't even know. And so it's like a double-edged sword because, you know, like people can be super judgmental on one hand and also really, you know, aware of social media and the impact it has on our mental health on the other hand. And that can be just like so confusing. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about how if a girl did a TikTok and she was like, you know, she got ready that day and she's feeling really good about herself. And she was like, I just feel so hot and so good today. Um, she'd probably have hate comments that were like, are you kidding? Like you need to take it down a level. Like you're being conceited and you don't look that good. But then if that same girl did a TikTok where she had no makeup on and she was being vulnerable and maybe crying and saying like, I feel so ugly or I don't feel good about myself. She'd have people in the comments being like, oh my gosh, like go queen. You need to like feel better and, you know, go off. Like, you know, so it's just kind of funny because we tell people to have confidence and then when they do, they get teared down. So, um, social media has just kind of made people a little more bitter, I think. And, um, especially when it's behind a keyboard, it's so much easier to like judge someone or say things. Um, and you forget that the people you follow are real people and that, um, your clients are real clients outside of your four walls of your salon and you need to just treat everyone with kindness. And, um, you know, especially people in the industry that are competing with you, it's just so important. And I'm not saying I've always been perfect with this and I've definitely had my moments where I've, you know, bought into the competition and bought into the, um, jealousy and the, competing and, you know, keeping up with the Joneses in a sense, that's really what it boils down to. Um, but I, I don't know, it, it can just be really easy to get caught into that. And I just think that we're so much better than that. So I feel like there's so much I want to say about this topic. I need to do its own episode and maybe have someone else on to like banter with about it. But at the end of the day, just treat people with kindness and focus on you and your success and your success only. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this little episode. It was really fun to just sit down. I'm in my studio, just recording alone and it's been really fun. So if you would like more solo episodes, let me know if you want more Q and A's or specific topics, I would love to hear from you guys. We have our next few weeks of episodes planned and we have some fun guests coming on and really interesting topics that I'm excited to talk about, but I always want to hear what you guys want to hear. So, um, you can message me on social media. All of that is in the show notes and you can let me know what you want to hear about on the podcast. And I'm really excited to be back. I love the podcast. I love just chatting and connecting with you guys and I'm excited to be doing it again. So let me know what you want to hear. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and I will catch you guys next week.
I'm just Jesse. See you next Friday. Thanks for listening to Just Jay-Z, a place where we talk all things hair, business, lifestyle, pop culture, and more. Don't forget to rate and review this episode. 